0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Will you fasten your out for take-off, please? Thank you. Kia ora, hello, and welcome to Sound Salad, where we toss around all things spoken and all things heard. Brought to you by Audiobooks New Zealand, New Zealand's leading producer of audio content. We hope that you will have a pleasant journey, and if we can add to your comfort in any way, not hesitate to press the call bell. Kia everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sound Salad. So today I am tossing it with Rahul Rai. His book has come out earlier this year, it is called Repurpose Me, Your Path to a Contentment Mindset. Now I really like his little blurb that he's got, so I'm just going to read it out for you, it is, do you take life too seriously, even though you know it is so temporary? Have you found yourself postponing the things that you really want to do? Do you ever wish you could enjoy your life a little more or wonder where to find purpose, happiness, or just contentment? After a near-death health experience and living through the horror of the Christchurch earthquakes, Rahul Rai started to look at the bigger purpose of all we do. Welcome to the show, Rahul. Very lovely to have you with us, finally.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much.
1: Cool. So let's start off. Let's tell us a little bit about your history, about your life. What do you like to do for fun? What's What's work for you, other than obviously being a published author?
0: Right. Well, um, <laughs> I love uh, what I really talk about a lot in this book. Um, I talk about the concept of uh, uh, doing what makes your heart sing. Uh, what makes my heart sing is uh, being out there and um, uh, doing my mountain biking and kayaking and you know all kinds of things. Um, outdoor activities like that alongside that um i love doing things like mentoring so i mentor in the um, you know for small businesses and uh, we work together and do brainstorming and you know see what comes out of it
1: nice awesome i think you've got quite a diverse background really don't you there's so, i read somewhere that you used to manage hotels is that right
0: yes i managed hotels for a long time 35 years
1: Deepest. Goodness gracious. And so was that sort of the 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 vehicle I mean we'll get into a little bit of that um more but um was that kind of the vehicle that sort of allowed you to pursue like writing and 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 everything else that you do? Uh,
0: not really uh, a vehicle for this but I think what happened was that um I managed to find time for myself um for the management of the hotels and also uh, in my free time i managed to uh, you know look at different things in my life and i started to put uh, pen to paper for a lot of them there are people in um, hotels and so many other industries that can actually stay very very busy yeah. and uh, don't get time for much else at all i was very conscious of that right through so i used to uh, put aside time and uh, find ways of um, jotting things down and putting my mind uh, into things that um, I felt I wanted to talk about.
1: Nice, cool, finding a balance. Gosh, it's not something that many of us find that easy, really, is it? So, um, potentially, I um, sort of from from what I've kind of read of of the book, that sort of you kind of do a bit of a deep dive into how we can kind of actually achieve that 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 sort of balance, and you know, and how we can almost like shift the order or prioritize ways for ourselves to have the best of both worlds in a way is that is that sort of kind of like a key theme potentially that that you you were kind of working with
0: yes yes it is um uh, i'm all about uh, the importance of time and how t- time is just so uh crucial um a resource which is you know evaporating all the time Mm. so we've just got to make the best use of it and therefore that balance becomes really important that um, you know you do what you need to be doing obviously in life you've got to be practical pragmatic you've got to live a life Um, alongside that you want to make sure that um, you are doing what you want to be also doing you know what makes your heart sing you're not just saving that up for later and uh, we can talk about some of the ways that i have uh, discussed but uh, essentially, it's about just being very conscious um, of that balance, so that we're not just, um, you know, buffeted by the winds of life, and we just have uh, some sense of um, control on on um, how we're getting through our life.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. There's um, I mean, obviously, the sort of um, having in in your history, obviously, as it's sort of mentioned, living through the. Uh, uh, a health scare in the Christchurch earthquakes obviously makes you question the what's really important in 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 the world, I suppose, and 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 in your life. do you um would you be able to talk to us a little bit about those experiences?
0: Yes, certainly. Um I go into a lot of detail in the book, actually, and that's why I said uh, at the start of the book that um, there's a lot of uh, vulnerability. Mm. Uh, and soul in this book, because I do share a lot of my personal stories, uh, maybe a bit too much at times. but um, but I, I think I've done that for a reason. Uh, and that is that uh, you can make the best of plans and you can be, like I said earlier, um, cognizant of the of the balance um, uh, in life and and, you know, the whole spectrum or uh, in life of of what you want to achieve and where you are now, and you know, other things that happen. But the point is, Uh, So much of everything is actually outside of our control and um, you you can have the best made plans, uh, but then things just happen. And uh, the whole idea is about resilience, really, because you need to kind of know how to uh, respond to things rather than reacting. I mean, that's a cliche. People use it all the time, but um, I'm very... um, I'm, I'm very switched on. Well, no, sorry, let me change that. No, I'm very uh, keen on that um, on that point. That uh, it's all about how one responds. So the earthquakes came out of nowhere um, in Christchurch. They were never expected. They used to be expected in other parts, but not where we were. And um, you know, we we had to deal with it. And and people would have dealt with it um, in in their own ways. And um, you have to deal with it on an organizational level if you're working in a company and at your own uh, personal level as as well. And um, that and then the, the, the health incident that happened um, later on, uh, these are all things that get thrown at you in life. And people have all kinds of things that are happening all the time. And then it's a question of, um, you know, how do you move on from this? And actually, how do you make the best of this? And uh, you know, more recently, um, obviously, uh, what? Almost eight billion of us have been through something together. Mm, yeah. <laughs> probably no no such population has ever been through uh, such a thing together ever before. Um, and um, we've all formed different um, opportunities, uh, issues, uh, all kinds of um, well-being aspects. All from the same incident, which of course has been different in different countries. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, we've all dealt with it in our in our own ways.
1: Yeah. So, were you um, were you working in the hotel industry down in Christchurch when that took place and everything? Were were were, you, were your whole family with you? Like, what was the um, what was your context while you were down there? That sort of prompted such a huge life shift, obviously, from the. You know consequences of the quake.
0: Yes, uh, I, I was very much in in the in the hotel there in Christchurch. I was the GM of one hotel, and I used to look after another uh, seven hotels in Australia as part of my role. And uh, that first one, of course, happened um, in uh, September 2010, and that was the middle of the night, and yeah. um, uh, it was uh, it was really horrific. Uh, but the amazing thing was that. Um, The people were so well-trained. That's what really blew me away more than anything else. In the hotel, uh, in dealing with such a situation, even though, like I said, uh, earthquakes were never on our radar. But uh, good hotels everywhere in the world are always investing in excellent training uh, for emergencies and evacuations, etc. And um, that's exactly what happened there. I mean, I used to live... Uh, during normal times, about a three-minute drive away from the hotel, fortunately, uh, but that night when I reached the hotel, um, some minutes after the incident happened, um, there was already, you know, a trolley with uh, hot coffee and croissant being um, being wheeled into the reception, where most guests had already been uh, assembled after their evacuation, and I just got into that scene, and I could, I was. Well, I was thrilled as to how everything was being dealt with. But then, of course, um, uh, lots had to be done in the months after. Um, And then uh, in the following year, in February 2011, we had the, the real big one, which was in the middle of the day when everybody was working. And um, I was in the hotel at that time, and um, it was was just like hell broke loose. Uh, And ours was one of the hotels just being on the slight outskirts of the CBD, which um, actually made it um, quite okay in the sense that most of the hotel did not just uh, collapse or get on the verge of um, being uh, uninhabitable. Uh, Many other hotels in Christchurch were terribly damaged. Yeah. Um, Ours kind of did all right, but we had to do so much to deal with the situation, deal with the guests, and all the months and months ahead of what had to be done. So, um, yeah, it was really, uh, it was mind-boggling. And on the personal front, um, our home, uh, again, which was very close to the hotel, uh, was really badly damaged in the very first earthquake, which actually did not affect many other houses, thankfully. Uh, for people in Christchurch, but um, ours was uh, deemed uninhabitable. So, right from the start, we were, you know, um, out into the open.
1: Wow, gosh. Oh, a huge palette of very rich experiences to really make you kind of um, value life, for lack of any better words, you know. Um, Gosh, that's that's, that's awesome. So, when did you… When did you get the idea to um, put pen to paper and to sort of start, you know, shifting into actually writing writing some stuff down?
0: <laughs> right. Yes. Well, this book, um, The Ideas, I think, started coming into my head about um, four or five years ago. Right. Uh, actual pen to paper was uh, probably just over a couple of years ago. And... Um, It was uh, the sum of these uh, wake-up calls, uh, Mm. you know, two of which I've just talked about, uh, which prompted me to want to put something down because I think we all go through this. You know, we hear of a friend or an acquaintance or someone in the family um, going through something terrible. Mm. It might be a health situation. It could be something else. And uh, we really get affected by that uh, at that time. And we suddenly, you know, we start uh, reviewing our our bucket lists and our various other things. And we make this uh, promise uh, to start spending more time on uh, important things in life, more meaningful things in life, yeah. time with family, etc. And, um, uh, well, at least my experience has been this lasts a few days or if it was a very big event that you heard about, maybe a few weeks or whatever, and then we're back in the right race, you know, doing our normal thing, getting bugged about the, you know, simple uh, hassles uh, yeah. in life, etc. So I wanted to really anchor some of this and um, start writing about it as a reminder to me and others um, that hey, this should really be taken as um, a, and as a real reason to review and reflect on life in general, yeah. and and you know kind of reconsider. Uh, where we are all going. People do these things all the time. I'm not the first person that's mm. thought of this. That's for sure. But I wanted to do it in my own way, uh, putting my own personal stories out there, kind of interwoven with my uh, concepts about what I call re. Uh, sorry, what I call um, contentment.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's kind of the the main kind of, of well, sort of theme, I suppose. I mean, the sort of logline, so to speak, of the book is your path to a contentment mindset. So what? Is what does that mean to you? What is what is the sort of contentment
0: mindset in that sense? Right. Well, the contentment mindset is is all about uh, being at peace with with where you are. Um, you know, being at peace with the decisions and the circumstances that you've had in the past uh, to bring you to where you are today. It doesn't mean that you're sitting necessarily in a euphoric state or an extremely happy spot, but and that's why I like to talk about uh, contentment rather than happiness. And um, I, I'd really go on about how this is a why-to book rather than a how-to, because I think that's I a see. lot more important. It's not just because I, I didn't want to write about the house or I don't know about the house. I know of just some of them, but there'll be so many more out there. But it's more about um, if we can get our mindset towards a reasoning to why we want to achieve anything that we want then our house come about themselves I mm. feel and um, that's why in this case it's really about being um, part of something bigger than ourselves that's one part of what I talk about the contentment mindset uh, bigger than ourselves uh, so that leads to more uh, to a more meaningful or con- or uh, fulfilling uh, life. And the other big part is uh, really most of the time doing what makes your heart sing.
1: Mm, yeah, cool. So uh, yeah, I love that a why to book rather than a how to book. It does it does make a lot of sense that obviously that needs to come before the hows, and that the hows are almost like a natural byproduct of 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 that you know big big why question, I suppose, for for all of us. Um, yeah, that um, they, I think. Theres some strategies I noticed, obviously, on how you can sort of maximize your contentment. And I think as well that it's what I find is interesting to look at in 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 the book is that you seem really pragmatic and really practical around, you know, I think a lot of these sort of um a lot of these the books that would be considered in that sort of, you know um the sort of self-help sort of realm, so to speak. Um, they do sort of have an attitude of yes, be present, but also go out and live your dreams. You know, and it's kind of like yay, you leave feeling really encouraged, going like awesome. Yep, I'm just going to go and jump right on in and quit my job and go and be an artist on the, friend, you know, and 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 in, in the middle of Spain. Um,
0: <laughs> but
1: in terms of in terms of what you sort of talk about, it's sort of um, you kind of highlight the sort of necessity um of 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 being practical and understanding that we live in a world that has to turn around in a certain kind of way we have to you know pay our taxes all of that sort of stuff you need to almost um not abandon your dreams but get yourself into a position so that you're actually able to invest the time and the quality of time to be able to actually pursue them if they you know that's i find that kind of um well, it's, yeah, like I said, it's just, it's a really practical way to look at how to actually achieve more contentment in your life, really.
0: That's right. Yes, uh, spot on. Um, I think uh, you've really nailed it. (laughs) That's the part that I uh, do talk about quite a bit in this book, Um, uh, the pragmatic approach, I suppose. So passions, I talk about passions and I talk Mm. about purpose and um, passion is very important. There's absolutely no doubt. Uh, but over the years in my life, I have um, reviewed that and kind of um, repositioned my thinking on, yeah, yeah. Uh, on passion and how to attend to it. Uh, so rather than I feel... At a very young age, perhaps uh, it's hard to quantify this, but perhaps teens or twenties or thereabouts. Uh, you know, we have we have passions. Obviously, we're really talented in certain fields or really excited about certain things, and that's great. Uh, what I talk about is that um, we need to put that again into perspective, because a lot of this book is about the perspective in life, and um, there I, I talk about how. Uh, It's perhaps better to postpone some of that. So now we're not killing passion. That's certainly not Mm. the purpose. But the idea is to approach it in such a way that we don't take the creativity out of passion. So what am I talking about here? Um, I always feel that, uh, especially as one is younger, um, obviously one has to try and monetize uh, the passion, right? Mm, yeah. um, otherwise, it would be a hobby, and there's nothing wrong with hobbies either. Mm. But the point is, when you're trying to monetize a passion that you have, uh, because you've got to you know, live life, you've got to pay the rent, you've got to yeah, do things like that, totally. uh, therefore, Um, you've got to get some money from what you're doing. And often I've found that uh, that really does take the creativity out of it because there's a certain amount of pressure that has come on. Um, So I suggest that uh, what one can do is uh, try and get some of the uh, more practical sides of life, not necessarily sorted, but certainly started. Uh, You know, you've you've decided which, which career you may follow or which... Businesses you may pursue, et cetera, or investments. And then have the passion on the side. I'm really this, I'm very hot on this on the side concept with things. So have it running in the background, and then a lot more can be done with it. It can grow as you grow in life. And I can talk about that further down the track. I feel that later, a lot of this can be uh, approached really head on because there's a certain time and place, I feel.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I know I've heard a lot of my friends sort of say, you know, God, I cannot wait until I'm retired, you know, just because they, they finally, then I'll have the time. But ultimately it's not about the fact that when you're, you, you retire, you'll finally have the time because you might not have the same sort of energy, depending on what kind of dream it is that you're wanting to sort of, or passion that you're wanting to kind of pursue. But hopefully if, if you've managed to sort of suss life right. (laughs) You'll have the wherewithal and you'll have the, 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 um, the comfortability of knowing that you're not stressing about making sure that there's food on the table or that your rent's paid and you actually can go, go headlong, like you say, into whatever that sort of passion is, you know, because you have worked your way to be able to be in a, in a, in a sort of, um, just a far better position for it, you know? Um, which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm only, 34 and people talking about being, you know, can't wait for my retirement because then I will dot dot dot. You know, yes. is kind of a bit of an interesting, foreboding sort of conversation to have in a lot of ways because yeah, you definitely sort of, I mean, I I I I hear you on this idea of keeping it on the side because it's not like it's on the back burner, it's not gone. It's something that obviously as you grow, you do continue to inform like inform and it informs you. And you can hone it and get better and things like that. But yeah, the yeah, the 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 sort of concept that there is a time and a place to to launch headlong into something like that is 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 quite interesting. But it's um yeah, and, and it's not something that, you know, um only one specific um generation or age group or anything are are dealing with or thinking about, you know?
0: Absolutely. It's yeah, important. that's right. And and because the other thing there is that When you're doing things, when you have something on the side, you know it may be a hobby or it may be a much more of a serious um, side hustle Mm, that that might be there. And then, um, as that grows and it goes through the various uh, economic cycles, I'm, I'm, I'm really very hot on this economic cycles because yeah, yeah. we see these booms and busts uh, all over the world all the time. These days, This seem to be happening a bit. Um, uh, the duration seems to have been getting uh, reduced for these. Mm. Um, so the point there is that uh, if one can work through some of these uh, business or economic cycles, then you have kind of checked out the sustainability uh, yeah. of that venture or of that passion, right? And then um, you, you've got more confidence in it and, and it's got more confidence in you in the sense that it's been more uh, marketplace proven. And therefore, uh, it, it's, um, it's something that you can really utilize more and more uh, in your years ahead. You know, yeah. As one gets into their 40s and 50s and whatever, that high side hustle can actually be something that one can really fall back on. Mm. And uh, not just fall back on, but that can be – the uh, the the whole plan that one has had that you know that's going to be the actual venture in the in the years ahead with all this i feel flexibility is a real important word mm. and that flexibility is really um the 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 key that um because that's what gives you time you know if you just uh, in a rut, uh, and you time is what is scarce, which which is what it really is with with everyone, with most of us. Yeah. Uh, then you've got to find things which uh, give you flexibility that you can do in your own time, and mm. uh, and th- that's what I feel uh, uh, works quite well. And uh, and I've I've mentioned um, in the book quite a bit about repurposed snippets, and those are also examples of um, how you can be doing things while you're uh, doing your main. Uh, career or business. Yeah,
1: yeah. Nip it.
0: Yes. Tell us more about that. <laughs> what, is, what is that? Right. So this is going back to exactly what you were saying a few moments ago. Um, we Many of us talk about when this happens, I will start enjoying or when this happens, I will do what's really important to me, right? You mentioned retirement. Uh, it could be uh, when the mortgage is paid off, then blah 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 or when the kids are grown up and established then mm. i will start living <laughs> well uh, we all know right i mean anything any time can happen so uh there's no point holding things off things that are important to you because there's no guarantee such mm. a time will come for yeah. you it may still come for you hopefully uh, but the point is that one may not be in there physically in mm. their in in the state that they want to be or need to be to be doing those things uh mentally they may not be in that state and not just them a close family member could be in serious trouble by that later time uh, mentally or physically and oh boy that takes it out of you it mm. really does and um and all those plans that one had that i will do when um i mean that could be really destroying, right? I mean, when you have regrets uh, in life, I wish I had. I mean, those are regrets which I've always feel that if one can get on top of on the way, that's great. So what are repurposed snippets? Um, Those are things that you can do while you're doing life, right? Mm -hmm. So while you're doing whatever, uh, bringing up a family, uh, working, um, helping out, uh, volunteering, whatever you're doing, Um, if you're doing these other things that make your heart sing alongside in small snippets. So someone was asking me, okay, so you're talking about the annual holidays that you get, you know, it's three weeks in some countries, four in others. Are you talking about that? I said, well, that's a part of it. But actually, the snippets are a lot more than that. It's um, uh, trying out the different things that you have on your list, right, or which uh, mean quite a bit to you. Uh, And, you know, you could, doesn't have to be just during your holiday period. You could take other periods off during yeah. the year. Yes, I know it costs money. It could cost career growth. It's putting things in perspective. Mm. I feel what whatever is important to a person should be done sooner rather than later. You know, we don't postpone the things uh, that make our life meaningful.
1: Yeah. Nice. Mm. Yeah. There was. I think there was something um, in your blurb as well. Um, don't delay don't delay anything important to you i love i love the concept of that you know particularly obviously now understanding how um how important the sort of notion of time as a resource is to you and and to this whole kind of you know mindset um work i guess really um the second half i think um was sort of talking a bit about how to get involved with um philanthropy so what's the what's the kind of i mean you've 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 mentioned like volunteering and um giving back and things like that. what's the how where does where does the sort of um what's the purpose, so to speak, of philanthropy when it comes to repurposing yourself um, to you? what is that what's the importance of that?
0: Yes, thank you. I love that question. Um, Yeah, the book is in two parts. So it's the first part is perspective, which really talks about you know uh, what is important, what is perhaps not important, which is different for everyone in their own lives, obviously. And you know, don't sweat the small stuff, which is uh, we've we've all known that. But again, it goes back to those wake up calls about. Um, uh, re-acknowledging that and um, and um, you know pivoting so that one can uh, really get on to the more meaningful things in life. Now, perspective. Sorry, uh, philanthropy, which is the second part, is is about giving back, and I feel that that is a very big part of uh, feeling good. You know, I, I feel it's. Um, well, I really know, and 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 um, a lot of uh, research, not from myself, but from so many other very learned people, um, has shown that um, philanthropy is one of the biggest joys in life because when you're giving, you actually feel really great. Um, so when you talk about contentment, then obviously you know it's about feeling good. Like in the start, I was talking about being at peace with with where you are. Uh, so. In that in that realm, um, philanthropy fits in beautifully because uh, when you're out there doing something for someone else, when you're part of something bigger than mm-hmm. yourself, uh, that definitely leads to more fulfillment and you know meaningful and fulfilling life is is really what um, contentment is all about. So there, I've talked about some of the avenues for giving. Uh, I've talked about the differences between happiness and pleasure, which is something some words that um, so many of us, I, I did too uh, previously use interchangeably, but they're they're very different. Yeah <laughs> so um, yeah, we we talk quite a bit about uh, what else can be done and and why and and what are the various um, uh, certainly options for giving and what kind of a difference it uh, makes to oneself to make a difference out there.
1: Mm, Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us, I mean, just the the sort of essence of the word philanthropy, whenever we sort of use it and how we use it here, I suppose, is, um, you know, we sort of have the assumption that it's pretty much just um, um, someone, some wealthy person sitting in an ivory tower giving money to causes, so to speak, right? But Yes. What I kind of like about the 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 way that you're kind of reframing that, well, repurposing that 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 term, um, it does it 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 sort of you're sort of um, umbrellaing it to bring in any nature of giving, I suppose, right? So it doesn't have to be that you're, you know, giving five percent of your income to this charity, five percent of it to that charity, that kind of thing. Like you're sort of just basically talking about being a human among other human beings in a lot of senses,
0: right? That's precisely it. Yes. And, um, you know, I, it's really not a function of one's bank balance. Giving mm-hmm. is a function of one's mindset. So it's wonderful to start as soon as you can. But then we go back to that um, uh, age old um, airline concept of um, you've got to put on your own mask first right you ah, do that yeah. before you put on anyone else's well that's um, that's a given because it does have to be sustainable there's no point mm. you know just doing it once or twice and then oh oops now I can't because I really I'm kind of sinking myself yeah but then that has to be balanced very quickly with uh, with the flip side which is delaying things too much when it comes to giving again mm. here there should be no delay you can start off real small you know that's if it's money yeah. um, you can start off small or big if it's time Right, so it's yeah. really uh, about one's mindset and as t- to what uh, really makes your wheels spin in the in the giving um, process. Uh, there's a whole smorgasbord of ways that one can uh, do it, obviously, uh, but again, that would I think come back to one's own values and again perhaps passion. Mm. As to you know, some people really want to give in the field of um, healthcare um others in um, so many other ways you know it could be education it could be anything else so um i I feel that's a real important part of this that um let's start soon it doesn't have to be big and then we can grow it uh, as we grow in life ourselves
1: I love it. That's yeah. That's that's so cool. What are the what are the um, obviously you say you know people a lot of different people depending on who they are and what they're about have different sort of ways in which they do that. What are some of the things that sort of that 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 you do by way of your sort of philanthropic pursuits or um, yeah? What's okay. your what's your version? My you? version,
0: right? So I, I just want to qualify this a bit because. I'm always conscious of this uh, blowing the trumpet business, and in oh, fact, blow it away. Go blow on, blow it away. No, <laughs> I've actually put that in the book also. I put um, uh, what is it again? Something about uh, inspiration versus. Um, arrogance I think it is uh, something like that I have to mm. revisit that a little bit there's a section there where I've challenged readers and listeners to for them to come up with their own concept if you're doing something should you talk about it a lot and inspire people um or and because other people will also have been doing things and they might talk about theirs so it's a whole uh, it's a whole movement right yeah. and it's happening all the time in the world um or do you do things and not talk about it because it could be judged, perhaps, as um, as as showing off. I don't know. I've, I've, people can uh, come up with their own answers. But anyway, I have talked about mentoring. That's very close to my heart. Uh, so I do a fair amount of mentoring. I have been for uh, over 20 years. And um, where I, you know, we sit down with um, s- small business owners, uh, mm-hmm. some maybe medium-sized ones, one or more people. We just sit in a cafe and really do a uh, combined brainstorming, if you like, and uh, really the answers obviously come from the person themselves who are from the mentee, but um, uh, the mentor is there to um, just to help the process along. And um, I tell you what, I mean over the years, uh, I've gained so much from that. You know, I'm the yeah. so-called mentor, but um, I've gained so much. I've been involved with so many different types of businesses, and therefore I've just um, it keeps my you know, a few gray cells um, motivated. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and I've learned so much about uh, different businesses and what's going on in there and hopefully, you know, added a bit of value to people uh, and their work. Um, so that's one. Alongside that, you know, as you start thinking more about this, one can come up with um, all kinds of cool things. Sometimes, you know, ideas yeah. just come. And that's why I feel when you step back and and find the time and, you know, you sit in this particular space and talk with people who are so involved in this arena, I mean, way, way more than me, uh, then you get some ideas. And um, really, I, I do want to talk about this one because I just love this. During the COVID, uh, early COVID years, in fact, right at the start, uh, my wife and I, we um, just had this thought. Then um, we created a, um, a digital platform called... Um, Thank you, healthcare.co.nz. Oh. And, um, oh, I mean, it just it took a little bit of time for a, few, a couple of weeks, I suppose, but then it really started taking off um, where businesses put down their very best deals uh, for healthcare people. Oh. And um, the healthcare person just has to tell the business that they work in so and so place or whatever, and they uh, exclusively get that deal. Um, so when it was brought out, um, initially, you know, my connections, my my friends, my, uh, my network was all in uh, tourism industry and hotels. This mm. is March 2020 when this came out. So initially we had maybe 10 or 20 um, uh, tourism businesses that were put onto this website. Um, and... Um, uh, it was it was interesting because you know not many of these businesses were actually open at the time because yeah, of you know of what was yeah. happening but anyway that was how we started and then thankfully um well thankfully uh, the prime minister in one of her um uh, press conferences started talking about this she gave us a little shout out it was it was way more than just a shout out it was pretty awesome cool. she talked she talked about how this is uh, you know there to help healthcare people how, and you know it's such a it's a tangible way mm. of of saying thank you and of course how it helps businesses as more and more open but anyway the great thing was that uh, straight after that uh, we had 150 businesses that came online on this website and um, which we initially had planned just to operate after the first or the second lockdown but it's actually still going we'll keep it going till we feel it is relevant and it is being used but the main thing is it's open to all kinds of healthcare services and uh, in so many different fields of, 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 of medicine, actually, and um, and the mental health area and vets and pharmacies and, you know, paramedics and everyone. And um, it's really a way of saying thank you to these people who do amazing things. So that idea just kind of um, came from, you know, where we wanted to make a... We were trying to find a way. Look, I think we were all doing this at that time, right? Mm. Everyone was... We didn't have too much, we have, We were in our houses everywhere and people were trying to find ways to, I think, do something constructive because so many people out there in emergency services and more were doing even, even much, more than yeah. they normally do. They do a lot in the normal times. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. Gosh. Wow, that's such a cool concept. That's cool. Thank you. Nice. Now it's got another little shout out. I'm, I'm <laughs> not quite Jacinda, but, you know, <laughs> that's 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 really impressive. So you're saying what, like 150 Businesses came on board, was it? Yes, like, and, 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 and,
0: and all across the board, you know, whether it's an insurance company or dog groomers or yeah. um, anything and everything, really. When you look at the website, gosh. You know, right. now, now there are fewer. I think it's just over hundred now, because obviously with time, yes, yeah, yeah, uh, sure, but yeah. We'll see how that uh, pans out.
1: That's that's a that's a very impressive use of your COVID time. I know a lot of other people spent theirs, and you know, not not actually achieving all that much. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, so um, obviously the the book. Uh, well, actually, no. Quickly beforehand, you've you've written other books prior, haven't you? This isn't your first publication.
0: Yes, um, uh, yes, I have. Uh, what my, else have we got? Well, I've got a, I've got uh, a mountain in front of me here. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got a a compilation book. This was done way back in two thousand and eight. So there were mm-hmm. uh, other writers as well, and and the book's called Living an Abundant Life, and ours was just one chapter in there. When I say ours, uh, that's uh, my wife, Alika, and and I. Nice. And then we did another one called Buy and Hold for All That Gold. And um, um, that was, again, written by the two of us. And uh, this was published in the U.S. And um, this is, you know, my favorite topic about doing things on the side. Um, This is about uh, sticking to your day job and uh, not... Um, kicking your boss in the backside and you know not firing your boss like a lot of seminars in the past used to say uh you fire your boss and you know buy a couple of properties and they you'll be your own boss etc this talks about holding on to your day job and growing a portfolio on the side and then a year after that around uh, 2015 uh, there was another one buy and hold Um, that was for uh, new zealand that was published um, by a, a traditional publisher in new zealand and um that's uh, called simple steps to successful real estate investment in New Zealand, um, and um, yeah, I think um, I think they've been. I feel they've been fairly <laughs> worthwhile books. Uh, nice. they've, they've been out there. They've been in around um, the country in bookshops and all for a certain period. Uh, but actually, more important than anything else, um, uh, they've been in in libraries in mm. so many places, and that to me mm. is really important. Because um, then the story, the message stays there for a long time, right? And uh, it can be read over the years. Um, Sure, some parts of it uh, with the figures and all obviously become less relevant over Mm. the years Mm. and inflation and whatever else. But um, um, I feel the concepts are still relevant. And um, being in libraries is really cool because then, like I say, people can read them for a long, long time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Oh, that's awesome. And now, this is, so this is your first, the Repurpose Me though, is this your first um, go at making an audio version of
0: Yes. Books? Yeah, cool. Yes. So it's. An, so what was
1: it like narrating your, your own book? How I, was that?
0: I, I, I loved doing it. They couldn't get yeah. me out of these studios here. These, cool. so that's all we're doing for today. We'll do the next, a well, lot next time. You can leave now. No, I, I just liked doing it because I felt, uh, especially now that I've, been listening to it, I felt um, having. Uh, I'm so um, I'm so married to my to this concept in 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 this book, and um, I felt uh, in my own words, uh, or rather my own voice and tone, uh, I'm able to really send my message across. I feel um, uh, what's the word? I I just feel that it's um, something that I can. Uh, get out there more warmly and more passionately. Yeah. Um, yeah totally. I was just thinking about this. I mean I have been listening to audiobooks for so many years and um and I've really enjoyed that for, you know, so many reasons that everybody else does too. Um but when I'm reading a book or when I'm listening to an audiobook, obviously the narrator who's not uh, of the of the audiobook, who's not always the author of course but mm. especially if they are the author I feel then I'm getting the message exactly how that person wanted to put it out there right yeah. so um, otherwise when I'm reading a book my mind is also forming its own impre- more of its own impressions so I don't know there's probably give and take in, in both ways but I enjoyed making this and um, I'm hoping that um, I'm hoping that a lot of people can listen to it people you know in their Teens and twenties were just um, getting ready for life and making choices about um, which uh, investment avenues, which um, career paths they're going to take. Mm. Uh, I hope people in you know f- in their forties and fifties listen to it and and, and read the book um, because it's really relevant to so many. Um, so many different uh, segments of life, if you like. Certainly, also people who are consolidating, you know, in their sixties and seventies. It's extremely relevant, I feel, um, for them as well. And um, I've actually got a lot of things in the book about what one should do or could do before your income stream is planned to um, fade away, because mm-hmm. I, I believe there's a real definite path there. And I've I have talked quite a lot about those. Things as well, the practical as, aspects and the many financial aspects with real examples and things. So, even though I, I do say it's definitely a why to book because that's a much important, much more important um, uh, field than than just the how. Uh, but I have actually approached uh, the how in some parts, especially to do with um, uh, property, mm. and also I do keep. Referring to uh, different investments, even though I don't uh, dive into them too much, but I do say that readers and listeners should, um, you know, draw their own parallels uh, using the examples that I've perhaps used for property, and they can do that for whatever else they're into—stocks, or businesses, or art, or whatever else. Uh, But there are certain things I feel that uh, one has to do and plan for in different stages of life, so that you can continue. For it to be meaningful um, for your own lifestyle, and also for the giving, and that's where I really love the whole concept of. I've digressed, haven't I? But that's where I love this Over. concept of um, yeah, yeah. of warm hand and cold hand giving as well, because those are different stages in life too.
1: Yeah, nice. Oh, I love it. I love it. Seems like it's a it's a veritable treasure trove of um, of of knowledge, but also yeah, I know. I mean. That sort of interesting thing of, yeah, like speaking about retirement, again, that sort of coming around. um yeah, the um the sort of notion that you need to sort of set yourself up so that you can have the the ability to sustain any any passion project or any or any any plan that you've got for that. I think, you know, it's something that I mean, we certainly didn't learn that when I was at high school, you know, and it would and it would have been something that we should probably have spoken about a heck of a lot more, particularly for those of us that, um, did want to foray or you know start careers in um, the less obvious areas, like for example, in music or or art or you know anything like that. It is certainly something that um, I think we definitely would have benefited from a lot to be able to sort of you know have some kind of tangible tools that we could use that we could start to apply from a really early age to kind of make sure that we're not just sort of reaching retirement age relying on KiwiSaver to save us because we all know that. You know, I mean, we're all living longer. Things like that. It's, I mean, certainly no, my Kiwi Saver is not going <laughs> to not going to sustain me if I live up to ninety five. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it seems like it's a really um, a really full potent book when it comes to um, yeah, just f- f- future planning, but also yeah, really um, prioritising your time and prioritising um, your peace and 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 really making sure that you, you know, have enough time for the everything. That is life, I guess. There's a um, the cover of the book actually is. Where are you? Where is this? Is <laughs> Rah- <laughs> Rah- uh has got got his got his mountain bike next to him, and there is a there's a big mountain in the background, and what looks like a sort of villagey type environment. Where are you?
0: A good question. Actually, I'm not there. Um, this is somewhere I want to go to. Ah, <laughs> so I, I put love in it. A, I mean, we, we've got the best scenery uh, in New Zealand, obviously, and uh, I've been to so many. You know, gorgeous places around New Zealand. Yeah. So this is not the Dolomites, and I wanted ah, to okay. put myself – there you go, that's my vision board <laughs> right on the cover. <laughs> I wanted to put myself uh, here next to this beautiful little stream because um, – um in the dolomites and that's why there's that lovely village there i uh, hope to go there sometime soon um i have traveled a lot around the world and lived in so many places too but um this is one of the many um, that are that are still uh, on the list uh, this is what makes my heart sing like yeah. i said you know these kind of outdoor activities especially if it's in the mountains with streams and wildflowers and, and things like that and um that's really again why uh, I keep talking about this, uh, just don't delay anything that's important to you because mm-hmm. um, things can really change. And uh, um, brings me back to the repurposed snippets. Um, you know, we should just do what we really feel is going to be more meaningful to us and do it now. Yes, we've got to be practical in life, uh, but at the same time, um, our moments in life are finite, mm. right? Um, we know that. Some get more moments than others, but the point is that if we've made the best use of the time that we have, um, it's going to be a better life, right? There'll be yeah. few, fewer regrets. And um, alongside that, again, I, I want to just uh, qualify slightly uh, what you said before. You know, you talked about uh, music and the arts. Uh, I don't want to take anything away. Those are very, very important to so many people. And um, you know alongside that i think like you just rightly said alongside that if one uses certain other tools um, in the planning um i don't know may- maybe maybe that could help maybe mm-hmm. not um, for so many people um, the arts are so successful for them you yeah. know even at uh, even at a young age because they're just very good at that or they're just so passionate about it so um, that's absolutely fine my idea in this book has really been to uh, disrupt things, in a sense, to get people to, you know, shake the tree a bit, see what falls out, mm. s- s- see what stays there, so that we can um, really get on to the things that mean a lot to us, and also uh, coming back ag- come back again and again to the contentment side, you know. So, uh, if, if g- uh, giving, and I think giving will do this, if that's going to bring uh, more joy, than do that while one is still around with warm hand giving.
1: Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, I think we're probably at time, but there's a w- one more question that I have, which I ask every, every, every one of my um, interviewees, uh, and that is, you mentioned that, you have, um, that you've been listening to audiobooks for a long time. So do you have a favorite audiobook or a favorite narrator or a favorite listening experience that you can fill us in on?
0: Sure. Um, I, I'll i say more my favorite uh, genre rather than the particular. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. my travel travel audiobooks are my favorite. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah, I just love listening to them, uh, whether it's Michael Palin or so many other people. In fact, more recently, I started listening to a lot of uh, cycling audiobooks where these people are going around the entire planet uh, cycling. Um, yeah, cool. I, I, I don't think... Um, that's in my bucket list, and I don't think I'll be doing that. But I, <laughs> I, I just uh, love those kind of things, especially how they talk about the various um, challenges that they have uh, along mm. the way. You know, they yeah. get stuck with this and that, and um, um, and and how they overcome uh, those obstacles and then move on in life and reach the next target or the next town yeah. uh, that they're heading in, uh, heading to. So uh, those those are really my favorite. I used to listen to a lot more of. Uh, inspirational motivational you know self-help uh, mm. books um lots over the years um, but uh, travel certainly seems to have taken that
1: yeah nice oh wicked well thank you so much for your time today it's been a pleasure having you on the show and um we will get this out to listeners very soon oh um where can they find the book very quickly uh, and i'll put that in my um show notes as well everyone so whereabouts right. can we well, find it? they can it?
0: they can find the book uh, online. They can go to Amazon. Mm-hmm. They can go to Barnes and Noble, uh, Ex Libris, the people who publish this book. So it's um, right. uh, it's online. If um, I think one of the easiest ways to look it up would be just put in Rahul Rai NZ mm-hmm. on on Google, and uh, to various um, places should uh, come up. I say NZ because if you just use Rahul Ray, um, there's a lot of us around this world. Maybe maybe not in this country, but (laughs) elsewhere. So, yeah, might have to put that at the end. Uh, But, yeah, it's available in all those places. And uh, the audio book is in a number of uh, platforms as well recently.
1: Amazing. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day.
0: Thank you very much. Pleasure.
1: Thanks a lot for joining us. I'm Romy Hooper, you've been listening to Sound Salad, for all things spoken and all things heard. To hear more Sound Salad episodes, visit www.soundsalad.co.nz. This podcast was brought to you by my gold sponsor, Audiobooks New Zealand. Check out their library at www.audiobooksnz.com. We hope that you will have a pleasant journey,
0: and if we can add to your comfort in any way, please do not hesitate to press the call bell.